This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. cooperate with Gestapo. I do not talk to the Nazis. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. You are you're a really dull class. All right, tomorrow night, we will have a special guest. Her name is Jennifer Bridges. Bridges, I should, not Bridges, <laughs> Bridges. Uh, she's been all over the national news. She's a nurse from Houston, Texas, who is suing her hospital because they want to fire her for not taking the Wuhan virus vaccine. Uh, again, her name is Jennifer Bridges. She will be here tomorrow night. You're not going to want to miss that one. Anyway, uh, welcome to another episode of Backyard Politics. I am your never boastful, always humble host, john smith and uh, if you like the work that i do on this channel along with my co-hosts tom and tyke uh, and you want to help us out please subscribe to the channel smash the like button and share this video and definitely click the reminder bell if you want to uh, financially support the show you can do that on our cash app it's backyard politics we can be found on YouTube, Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at BackyardPodAZ. We are simulcast on GoodTalkRadio.com. Our audio podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. And, of course, you can listen to every episode on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Plus, that's where you're going to find our merchandise, just like this amazing coffee cup that I'm drinking out of. You can become part of the Backyard Brigade and uh, order a Backyard Politics mug right off SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Uh, now, we're also uh, going to put our sponsors on there. They're, they're on there, I should say, under the Sponsors tab. In fact, tonight is brought to you by uh, the uh, Gray Feather Farm and their amazing all-natural skincare products. So if you watch the show, you know how much I love Gray Feather Farm's Crack Attack. It's right there. It comes now in a cream and a lotion. It's all-natural. And Jen, the owner, she's awesome. Uh, you can order uh, and receive your order fast through Etsy. Her uh, reviews are extremely high on Etsy, and nothing works better on my dry skin out here in Arizona than Grayfeather Farms All-Natural Crack Attack Lotion and Cream. So go to SayWhatYouWillRadio.com and click the Sponsors tab and order yours today. Now, before we get started, I do want to give a shout-out to Dave the Trucker. Keep safe, my friend. If you want to be a caller, the number is 602-475-2000. You can see it scrolling across the bottom of the page right there. Uh, today is Tyke Tuesday. Normally, we have Magditch Monday, but because yesterday was a holiday, uh, we're having Tyke Tuesday, which means my friend Tyke is here. Let me bring him on. Hey, John. How you doing, how you doing buddy? I, I, knew, I knew you would figure out how to get some alliteration in there somewhere. 
That's right. It's Tyke Tuesday, right? Yeah. Now, before we get into the depth and breadth of the show, I don't know if that even makes any sense. I did want, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually have microphones hidden in the Oval Office. Did I tell you that? You did, but I'm not surprised. You're a resourceful guy. I am a resourceful guy. Uh, we do have some internet uh, issues over there, Tyke, so I don't know if, um, if you're seeing so, it on your side. If, but, am uh, I glitching? Yeah, you're glitching a little bit. If you, I don't know if you use a VPN. I don't know if you can hop to a different server. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, we do have uh, microphones hidden in the Oval Office. I just want to take a quick listen in and see what's going on over there. Yeah, that's typical. That is definitely typical. I want to say hello to everybody in the uh, the room real quick. Christina J., I know that she, you are off to bed. We are on late in your neck of the woods. Uh, Brooke for, uh, for Obama is in the room. How you doing, Brooke? Hope you're doing well. Nana, 1776, is here. Angry Conservative is in the room. Mickey from Kentucky is in the room. Mud76 is here. Uh, and uh, everyone is saying hello to each other. And that's awesome. So welcome Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, let's see. Now, I I want to get into Ashley Babbitt's murder, Tyke, in a little yeah. bit. And I want to talk about Thomas Barani. He was the eyewitness to her killing. We're going to have the videos for them both. But first, I want to get into why can't teachers just do their job and teach our kids? That's kind of the topic of tonight's show because I am, I'm kind of fed up. And as I know, there's millions of Americans who are fed up too, but it seems like the teachers are more concerned with pushing their political agenda than they are teaching our kids, I don't know, where the Great Lakes are, right? I mean, how many kids today do you think can name all five Great Lakes? I bet, I bet less than half. I, w I would put money on that. If they're, if they're not in a private school or an advanced education program or one of these charter, charter schools, maybe, uh, yeah, probably less than half. I would say so. I would probably, I would probably say less than 25%. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I'm sure they could probably name one or two of them, especially the Chicago kids since they live on Lake Michigan, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> You would think that they would at least get that one right. Yeah. But uh, I want to play for you a video. And let me uh, let me bring it up real quick. Let me get rid of this one. And this was a video that was actually shown to six-year-old kids. Not sixth graders, Tyke. Six-year-old kids. Okay? I don't know if you've seen this yet. Probably not. Uh, give me one second here. Yeah, because I know your kids are homeschooled, and they're going to grow up to be good kids. Not like these kids. Yeah. These kids have no chance. But let me bring up this video real quick. And uh, this is a cartoon, and it was shown to six-year-old kids. And I just edited out the parts that I found the most repulsive. Check this out. How come my penis gets big sometimes and points up in the air? That's called an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes when I'm in my bath or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. 
You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? Hmm, they don't? That's right, Keith. It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel. No, it's not. This not is... when you're six years old. But it's best to only do it in private. Well... If private parts are so special, why do you cover them up? Because they are private, silly. That's right, Kayla. Because they are private. What do you and think, that, buddy? That, that is infuriating. I mean, I, I know that not everybody can take on homeschooling. I know it's difficult. Trust me, we've lived it for, my oldest son's 23, and we've lived it for a long time. But what an amazing blessing homeschooling has been for our family because we've avoided the blatant for you know full-on indoctrination of our children and the complete and total moral decay that they're shoving down their throats this is horrible that's appalling i, I hadn't seen that video and you're getting my real reaction here this is that's shocking shocking it and is I, I, yeah i just i just don't know what the heck they're trying to do i mean i know exactly what they're trying to do but they're certainly not trying to teach our kids how to be world leaders and leaders of industry and to be productive citizens they're more no. worried about this 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 crap it's you know absolutely. when our when our kids are so far behind in math and science and reading and uh you know you name it the united states is so far behind in all the crucial areas you know, I, you know, I mentioned like the Great Lakes and things like that. That's, those are just the basics. I mean, we should be able to know each state. We should be able to know the history of this country. We should be able to know the civics. If I ask a kid today, if they've taken a civics class, they don't even know what a civics class is. Right. That's right. And our, our public education system, I, I'm honestly, I, for whatever reason, the left tyke, they are, they take teachers and they put them up and listen, if you're a teacher, if you're listening to this, um, I don't mean this in, in any disrespectful way, but when our kids can't read, I think there's 13 public schools in the city of Baltimore, not one of them. Not one single student in 13 schools was able to proficiently pass math, science, or reading. Not one kid, Tyke. And the left puts our teachers up on these pedestals and almost worships them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... When we were growing up, teachers actually taught. And they had some level of respect and authority. And teachers were, had a very important role in our society. And I think the left has, you know, maximized on that fact. They have maximized on the fact that by brainwashing kids for generations and teaching all the, the liberal BS, that those people are now teachers. And they're indoctrinating the next two generations. And it, it's completely appalling. It's, a, it's amazing what they're getting away with. And when we were growing up, uh, I would say by the time I was in high school, maybe just out of, you know, that's when all the reports were coming out. China was ahead of us in math and Japan was ahead of us in science. And it was embarrassing and everybody wanted to try to fix it. 
I think no one cares right. anymore. And, and the I don't fact know. that there are school districts that are eliminating advanced math classes because they're racist, it says we don't care anymore about excellence. We don't care about being world leaders. We want right. to dumb everybody down so they're dependent on the government. And I don't know what the end game is because once every, once everybody's so dumbed down that they literally can't, we don't have any engineers left, where does that leave our country? Well, I mean, we right now, when it comes to like software engineers, like we're importing software engineers, we're importing engineers all over the world. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, we don't have, we don't have uh, the engineers that are American born citizens We don't, to fill the vacancies. We just don't have it. And uh, it, it's, man, I'll tell you what, it's pathetic. And I noticed this when my son was in first or second grade that the teachers were more concerned with their political uh, agendas than they were about teaching my son. Yeah. You know, my, my wife and I worked with our kids to teach. We taught our, our kids how to read. We helped our kids every night with math. We, we taught our kids yeah. about geography, et cetera. They weren't learning it in school. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's gotta be something done. And uh, that's why, you know, I call the show Backyard Politics because we need to get involved right here in our own backyards. We've got to get involved with our school boards. We've got to get involved with our local politicians, and we've got to demand change. We have to because our kids, lack of a better term, are dumb. Yeah, and it's deliberate. They've been dumbed down to only care about social justice, social engineering problems. And those problems, those those skill sets, those indoctrination points don't help us build a productive society. They really, really right. don't. And you're right. I, I just want to punctuate a point you just made. It has to start at the local level. The pushback, the corrective action, the going back to basics has to start at the local level. Because that's where it began. They realized years ago, if they indoctrinated the school systems, they could take over generations of children and make them believe things that weren't true. And right. if you would have told me, if you told anybody, if you had told anybody 20 years ago that we would change math, that we would, this common core thing where right answers are, and, and this goes beyond common core, even right answers are racist, right? If you have, the, if you did, if you insist on having the right math answer, you're racist. If you would have told someone that 20 years ago, they would have said, you're nuts. The most liberal person would have said, no, math is math. Who goes for it? And right. we've let them indoctrinate the local school system. And as they push the bar, quite frankly, our parents' generation, partially our generation, sat back and said, well, okay, I understand this is a new way of teaching because we were told at our generation we were taught to have open minds. And we should try to understand have empathy for other people. But we cannot let that become a complete, uh, you know, indoctrination of our school systems and our kids and, and our culture. And that's what yeah. is happening. No, I, you know, I, I don't understand what it's going to take. Now, if if that was my six-year-old, now a six-year-old's in first grade, maybe, yeah. maybe first grade, right? And yeah. if my, if my, if I found out that my first grader was being shown cartoons saying that it's okay to touch yourself and basically yeah. they push, you know, this youth masturbation and stuff like that. 
I would lose it. I would get in my car and I would go down and I would raise a Rutkus like you wouldn't even imagine yeah. and, because and, I don't tolerate it. And but people are defending this. There are people they would not be showing this. The number one, someone had to produce that. Who who are these loony bin idiots producing this stuff? And then what kind of how mentally and morally debased do you have to be to actually present that in a classroom in six years? And there, there's going to be people on the school board defending them. I guarantee you, there's going to be a fight about this. This won't be, uh, this won't be a slam dunk. It goes away. Yeah, no, I, I agree a- absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of great comments in the room right now. Uh, uh, Brooke uh, for Bama says they need to go back uh, 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 for Bama. It's probably Alabama. I'm saying Bama like Obama. It's probably Bama. Brooke for Bama. <laughs> they need to go back to school. Uh, the old school type of teaching with teachers actually talking about talking to the kids and chalkboard teaching, not on the Chromebook. Yeah, I agree with that, Brooke. 100%. Um, Angry conservative talks about uh, the common core that was brought out during the Bush junior years. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I thought Bush junior, I was so man. I, I had my blinders on. I thought the guy, I, I had a lot of respect for Bush when he was president but I think it's because of the other side who we, you know, who would we have had, had it not been Bush being elected. And I'm talking about John Kerry and all these other people that are just outright Marxists. So I looked at Bush as the, the better of two evils. And he seemed like a nice guy. You know, he seemed genuinely like a decent guy, but the, now that we look back, we realize that Bush you know, he's he's just as progressive as, as the left. and Yeah, we, we I mean, to be honest, I, I was exactly the same. I was a huge Bush supporter. Um, I disagreed with some of his policies. Once again, because we're conservatives and we can think, we can disagree with some of our leaders, right? I disagreed uh-huh. with him, uh, honestly, going into Iraq. I thought he should have focused on Afghanistan, whole whole rabbit hole we can go down there. But I respected him, and I thought he did the best he could do, and I thought he was doing the right things for the country overall. And then it really, once again, it took Trump to peel back the covers, and we see how deep the deep state was slowly just moving us towards progressivism. Uh, right. And most people are calling it regressivism now, right? Towards communism, towards socialism, anti-American policies. And you can look back now, and you start to – start to tag, do the litmus test of what kind of policies you agree with. It's very easy to say, oh, no, I don't agree with that policy. That's anti-American. And then you peel back the covers and you're like, wait a second. That's a Bush era policy. That was right. a Bush decision. That was, and you can see how in front of the camera, they're very much playing the role of Democratic or Republican. But behind closed doors, they all had the same agenda. Maybe some were more extreme, but they all were doing the Compromise negotiation of moving things left. Right. Now, in addition, so there's been a lot of education uh, news. Let's just put it that way, uh, out of the airwaves. And uh, there's a a, um, a teacher that's now on leave for approving a Black Lives Matter yearbook cover. Now, that's the headline, okay? But there's a lot more to it. It's not just a Black Lives Matter uh yearbook cover this is a copy of the yearbook cover that's the teacher that got canned uh but you can see that this this is very hippish like hippie-ish very 
uh, like 1960s, right? You've yeah. got the uh, the good vibe sticker on the right side there. On the left side, it says science is real, black lives matter, no humans are illegal, love is love, uh, women's, I, I don't know what that even says, women's rights or real rights or something like that. And it's, you know, this was a yearbook for a junior high school. So it's got vote 2020 on there and just a bunch of liberal garbage. Yeah. And they got the sunrise uh, license plate with the the uh, the uh, what do you call the rainbow? Obviously, uh, you know, pushing uh, gay rights and the LGBTQ community and all this type of stuff. And I want to know, I want to know, other than being on the YouTube or the uh, the YouTube the uh, yearbook committee, are her are her kids learning anything? Do her kids know what the the capital? of Arizona is do our kids know what the capital of Pennsylvania is. Do they have any idea how many great lakes there are and which, what the great lakes are? Do, do they have any idea? Do they even know where Chicago is? And, and you know, and, and as I do, I just try to get like even a level farther. It's not, they're not even skipping the basics of math, or, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic, geography, geology. They're not just skipping that stuff. They're in. They're indoctrinating. They're bringing in propaganda. They're bringing in false facts, rewritten history. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, I, and I always talk about the 1619 project and how what falsehood it is, the critical race theory, and how it's really set to make you know set races against each other. They're prioritizing false academics over fact. So they're not even just not teaching our kids how to read, write, and become engineers or computer scientists or uh, doctors, lawyers, or, or welders, whatever the case may be, they are bringing in falsehoods. I mean, they're, they're making it worse. They're digging a hole. They're not just leveling the field. They're digging a hole. And it's, right. it's, it's amazing. It hasn't really caught up for our country yet. I think, well, I guess it has, if you look at all of our leaders, but uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I agree. And Mickey makes a good point. She said, reading, writing, arithmetic, and science, that's the common core our children need to be learning. Not not, not saying that it's common core, you know, the, the common core, but I see what she's saying. Those are the four things that our students yeah. need to be learning in school. Add government and home economics and leave everything else to home. Let the parents teach our kids. I mean, especially, come on, a six-year-old does a six-year-old need to know? And that that video, that was just a small portion of that cartoon. There's a lot more to that cartoon uh, that's just repulsive. And I just I just wanted to show you that part. Uh, and, and it's just I, I don't know, man. I I don't I don't understand why parents aren't standing up to this nonsense. Yeah. I don't why understand. Yeah. Why aren't they revolting? What? I mean, I, I could barely sit there and sit here and watch that. Because, I, like I said, that was my raw reaction. I hadn't seen that yet. What kind of sick pervert shows that to six-year-olds? Like, what kind of person is the teacher that actually put that on the TV and said, okay, students, we're going to learn about health today. We're going to learn. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, this is so bizarre. Right. You've got to be a special kind of sick to really right. be sick. Now that person, that teacher that uh, approved that yearbook, she's been put on leave. I don't know what the result has been. 
Uh, but she was pushing this stuff inside the school in so that all the kids, right, are getting this yearbook that's just covered in left-wing garbage. And here again is the copy of the yearbook that got turned down. Uh, but again, it's for a middle school, and it's it's pushing left-wing crap. Now, they have, they've got Madden, like the NFL Madden game in there. Uh, for the video game to make it hip and cool and, and things that kids and Minecraft and all that stuff. But you see nothing about any conservatism whatsoever mixed into yeah. it. It's video games, things that are hip, and the left is all yeah. being pushed on that. Now, she should be on leave because she is pushing her political agenda on our kids inside the classroom during school hours i have a total agreement she should be put on leave and and any teacher that pushes this garbage should be put on leave and and i think it's time that in america we stop acting as if these teachers are god's gift to the world because they're not people get very defensive like i'm sure i'll catch you know a little kickback but teachers do not need to be treated like they are you know somehow the most amazing, like it's the most amazing job. They're not infallible. Yeah. And honestly, they're not. they're, they're not even, I know they don't get paid very much, but you know what? They're not doing the job. Number one, even when they were doing the job, they're only working nine months out of the year. It's just, it's ludicrous. How far we've elevated them in society versus what they actually should be doing. They are doing. Um, and, and I want to yeah, make a point about it. Yeah. Look at the way they treat the police officers. Yes. Look at the way our military is treated. I mean, Kamala Harris can't even she's she doesn't even have it in her to tweet out happy Memorial Day. She says, hey, have a great long weekend. You know, yeah. she, so that's a that was on purpose. That was a direct jab oh, yeah. at our military without yeah. a question, of, you know, without yeah. a question about it. Yeah. And, and I want to make one more point. I hope. My, my internet looks like it's glitching again a little bit, but I want to make one more point about the schools. People need to realize this isn't going to work and adults arguing over political points or a boss having a political point and really trying to drive it home at work, which is also inappropriate. This is a locked-in school where the teachers are the alphas. They're completely in charge and in control, and if you disagree with them, you are going to be punished either by your grades or um, chastised in front of your friends and, and, and you know, peers. It's just, it's not an environment where um, you're encouraged to disagree, to, you know, disdain from the, the whatever the common belief is. And right. teachers used to teach against peer pressure and say, well, don't give into peer pressure. And they've gone the opposite way. They've gone the opposite way, and they're actually leveraging peer pressure to indoctrinate and, and ruin our kids. Um, I'll give one really, it's just kind of an obscure example, but I'm, I'm going to use it anyways. You know, there have been several cases over the past 10 years of teachers having inappropriate relationships with their students. And sometimes they're male, sometimes they're female, whatever. And right. if you look at those people and who they are and their lives outside of their job, outside of who they are in that school, they're normal people, they're fallible, they're not very... They're not leaders of state. They're not leaders of, you know, they're, they don't have a lot on their resume other than teaching. In that classroom, they are the authority. 
There's no one above them, right? There's no one, and, and the, the administrators usually agree with them. So there's no one above them. They have control. They have their own little fiefdom in that school. And I know I'm being a little bit harsh, but I'm trying to No, you're right. They have a fiefdom that they can't be challenged. Outside of that, you meet them in the grocery store, you might say, this person's a schmuck. That You could take the worst schmuck, the worst idiot, clumsy person, take them off the street and put them in a classroom in front of a class and say they're in charge. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll go one step further. They're backed by a very powerful union. Yes, and absolutely. There's pretty much nothing that they can do uh, because I guarantee you right now the uh, the union is backing this teacher that showed that that ridiculous cartoon. Oh, the unions are backing this woman that's pushing her left wing crap on uh, the yearbook. Now I, I want to get I want to jump to the next story because think now I want you to hear the difference because there was another teacher that was placed on leave for disputing a biological, a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. Okay. Now yeah. this did not happen in the classroom. This happened at a school board meeting. So that's a big difference right there. Okay. If this teacher was pushing even his right wing conservative views in the classroom, I have a problem with that. Again, yep. if we're going to, if we're going to set a standard that uh, the parents should be teaching their kids and conservative, angry conservative has a good point because there are a lot of parents that, uh, you know, they send their kids off to school because they don't want to deal with them. Right. Yeah. They, they just yep. want, they want to break from their kids for a few hours. So, so they don't care what their kids learning, what they're not learning. Uh, and unfortunately that's a sad state of affairs, but it's the truth. But, uh, you know, if we're going to set a standard where the parents need to be responsible for teaching their kids about certain things that I don't think the school should be teaching, I don't think the state should be teaching, uh, then we, it's got to be consistent. It's got to be both uh, left-wing ideology and conservative or right-wing ideology, right? I think we just need to teach our kids what they need to learn to be educated so that they can go and someone mentioned it earlier, they can fill the jobs as people retire. They will be smart enough to fill the jobs. Lemon pepper wings is in the room. How you doing lemon pepper? I hope you're uh, doing well. I hope you had a good weekend, but uh, yeah. So this guy, he's an elementary school physical education teacher in Virginia, which happens to be by the way, a hotbed for critical race theory. He was placed on leave after an explosive speech in which he told the school board, Again, this is a school board meeting, not in front of the kids, uh, that he wouldn't, quote, affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. During a Loudoun County school board meeting Tuesday, teacher Byron Tanner Cross voiced his opposition to policies surrounding gender. And again, what the school has done, the school has painted, painted this guy into the corner anyway, because he is a traditional, uh, you know, a conservative guy. But they're forcing these teachers like Tanner to push this left wing crap. And he doesn't want to push it. He doesn't believe in it. He doesn't want to teach it. He doesn't want to be forced uh, to ask people what their pronouns are and all this other type of stuff. And, uh, you know, he even said, you know, um, I'm speaking out of love for those who are suffering from gender dysphoria. Uh, he went on to discuss a 60-minute special about the issue, and the 60-minute special was about 30 young kids who are angry that no one pushed back when they decided to change genders. 
right? So, you know, they put these people, these traditional thinking people, they, they, because they don't just teach the traditional uh, topics in education and they push this left wing stuff, eventually the right wing, the conservative has to kind of push back and say, listen, I'm not going to teach that. But, you know, he's having this argument at a school board meeting saying, look, I'm not going to push this left wing crap. And now he's on leave. Yeah. He's, he's not pushing his uh, conservative Christian beliefs in the classroom. He just doesn't want to push the left wing crap. Yeah. And, and once again, this is the case. And you think about a phys ed teacher and he's going to have to deal with this, all this gender politics crap a little more upfront and firsthand, right? He, he's going to have to deal with locker room issues. He's going to have to deal right. with, uh, you know, he's going to have to deal with women, boys playing and doing the same sports, uh, you know, playing against each other. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit more real for him to maybe someone who's supposed to be teaching geography. And you're right, he, he aired his concerns in the appropriate forum with adults at, at the board, school board meeting where you're supposed to air your concerns and have a discussion and a debate. This right. is, it, it, and, what, and what is the left doing? They're silencing. Just like they're silencing all conservative voices at every level. Um, you can't have a dissenting opinion against the left. And they're calling us fascists. They're calling right-wing people conservatives. Let's not call ourselves right-wing. Conservatives, libertarians, People that believe in the Constitution of this country, they're they're calling us fascists, but we're not silencing anybody. We're willing to have the debate. And quite frankly, we're willing to call out the science that men and women are different and we need to hold a line. So this guy, I'm I mean, he's really putting himself at risk, and, and we all need to start doing that more. We can't right. hide anymore. We can't hide anymore. We've got to be willing to take the risk. Yeah, and I think what we gotta do is we just gotta simply pull our kids out of schools. Yeah. We just do. We, we have to pull our kids out of the public schools and put them into charter schools or parochial schools, private schools, Catholic schools, Christian schools, whatever. We've got to get our kids out of public schools and just, you know, enough, say enough is enough. And we've got to have the balls to go down to the school board meetings ourselves as, uh, you know, as angry parents and let them have it. And yeah. voice our concerns, and then we've got to record those, and you know we've got to record the actions or the reactions from the school boards, and we've got to post it all over the internet. We've got to play the game almost, you know, and just call people out. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And, and that's the thing. For way too long, we've been quiet. We've yep. not wanted to upset the apple cart, and we wanted, and we're, and some of it comes from genuine wanting to teach our kids to, um, you know, really trust and uh, appreciate authority, and when we tell them to respect their teachers, but what do you do? What do you teach your kids when our teachers are doing the things they're doing right now, and they're really silencing our voices, they're indoctrinating our kids. And they're taking them down a horrible path while not teaching them what they're supposed to be teaching them. Right. Yeah. In fact, I, I do a podcast with my son. Okay. And uh, we do it on Friday nights. And uh, one of the segments I do, it's called the Pops and Low Radio Show. And one of the uh, the segments I do is gas station trivia. 
And uh, sometimes we'll do hotel trivia as well. And basically what we do is we call people that work at gas stations or hotels and we ask them the simplest questions. We ask them how many Great Lakes are there. We ask them where is the what state is the city of Chicago in? Where is the Liberty Bell housed? You know, just stuff that people should know. How many senators are there? You know, I, in fact, I called uh, a gas station one time and I said there are fifty. There are fifty states in the United States of America currently. How many state capitals are there? And he said, I don't know. That's a really tough question. I said, there's fifty states. How many state capitals are there? He says, I don't know, 14. Oh, my goodness. I said, 14's close. I said, we were looking for 12. We also would have accepted 50. <laughs> you know? No. And uh, But these are just – and we do it, obviously, to make fun of people because it's funny, yeah. and uh, that is the way it is. But um, we do it because we know the people aren't going to be – able to answer the simplest questions type now how can someone that that can't like i asked where the liberty bell was the lady answered she thought it was in west virginia the liberty why bell why not <laughs> you know and how is someone like that actually going to hold a position now these people are demanding 15 dollars an hour 18 dollars an hour and yeah it's worse it, than that it's worse than go ahead, finish your, finish your thought. No, no, no. That, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's worse than that even because think about it. When we start debating things like should DC become a state, we are debating with people that don't know where the Liberty Bell is. The leaders of the leftist movement in this country are depending on these people to not be able to have an intellectual debate on simple facts. So this right. person who doesn't know where the Liberty Bell is, don't know her, don't know anything about her. I have a feeling she's on social media justifying why D.C. should be a state. And gosh darn it, those people need to have their vote and they need to be counted. These are the same people. They have no yeah. idea of our founding fathers. They have no idea of our founding principles, our morals. They have no idea what the Constitution says or why things are set in place the way they are. And that's exactly where they their leaders want them. They want rulings on emotion. They want rulings on flawed truths, not using facts, can't use facts. And there's a huge movement of people that are very loud and very, very uneducated, very uh, naive and ignorant, completely right. and totally ignorant. I, and that, that's always a bad combination. When you're extremely oh, yeah. arrogant and loud and at the same time wonderfully ignorant, that is a very dangerous combination. Lemon Pepper Wings, he says, thank God I don't. Uh, I go through this in Florida. We have good charter schools uh, for the most part. In, and uh, in Arizona, uh, to be honest, we do have very good uh, charter schools as well. But the public schools are terrible. Our public schools, I think, rank 49th just behind Mississippi. And uh, that's not – and it's not because we underpay our teachers. It's because of the curricula. It's because of – there's so many factors. It doesn't take a whole lot of money to hand a yardstick to a teacher and have the teacher point at Pennsylvania and say, the capital is Harrisburg. 
Not too hard to do that. Now, now, you know, regurgitate this information, go home and learn this stuff. And I'm going to test you on it. But now tests are racist and everything else is racist because of critical race theory. Uh, Mud says uh, we live in a fake world with fake people, fake news, fake food, fake shooting and fake so-called government. Everything is fake. And she's exactly right. Mud nailed that like 100 percent. Yeah. Without a doubt. It is. It is. I, and, and, you know, we have very, in my specific area in Arkansas, our teachers are very well paid. And they're, you know, because we have extremely good funding, really good tax base here. And the local businesses, let's say, really care about our schools. And yet, I know, I know lots of people that have graduated from our local school systems that are so indoctrinated so liberally slanted that they can't see straight when you when you make an argument that something like school choice by the way i was bringing up charles school choice if that is a huge step in the right direction if you bring that up to a lot of these kids that just graduate high school they'll flip out they'll say it's racist it's good it's gonna it's gonna deter education and, and you know what school choice really will do it'll start to weed out the bad schools parents that exactly. actually care yeah, parents that actually care that their kids are taught will start sending their kids to schools that teach and have a high percentage of kids getting into um, higher education or trade schools or, you know, launching kids into careers. Excuse me. So, yeah, I think I think I think charter schools and school choice are steps in the right directions. I think we need more of it. I agree. And uh, I think I think teacher or I think parents need to be kind of taught and made to feel a little bit more comfortable uh, about homeschooling, too. And I know, you know, they're there. Man, let me tell you something. Before the covid, if you told your if you told your neighbor that you homeschooled your homeschooled your kid, they said that all your kids will be awkward. They'll be socially awkward. They're not really getting an education, this, that, and the other thing. And then COVID hit and what happened? Then they, they've sent all the kids home to be homeschooled by teachers who've never done it before on crappy Chromebooks. And the whole thing was a nightmare. And now their teachers unions are even fighting in, in many blue States to even bring the kids back into school. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, it's it's really one of the one of the very baseline foundations of the left, right? Pay people for not working, whether it's a school teacher or um, somebody who just would rather collect unemployment. Um, you know, you're you're run of the mill waitress, bartender, uh, store worker, just you know, mechanic, whatever. They'd rather they'd rather sit at home and and collect unemployment. Great, let's let them do that. And now they're basically. I mean, it's the same thing with students trying to get teachers not to have to go back to school. Like, what are you talking about? You know, right. you're crazy. I mean, like, they need to do their jobs. They need to do their jobs. And I think about Kamala Harris making fun of parents who are having difficulties through this time and really having struggles teaching their kids or making sure their kids are being taught. And she laughed about it and said, well, you really appreciate teachers now, don't you? Or something, something for that effect, right? Well, how yep. flippant, how elitist is that? It's just <laughs> unbelievable. 
Yeah, you remember um, uh, a- AOC too. You know, AOC is in the government, and she couldn't even name th- the three branches of government. I I think she said the the three branches were. Uh, the Senate, the Congress, the Senate, the House, and the President, or something. I don't even remember what yeah. she said. She, she was, yeah, I, she's a complete idiot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what a, what, I mean, we want to talk about someone getting propped up for a position. Talk about a puppet. Uh, unbelievable right. that she ever won uh, her race. And who knows what the new, with, uh, with how we're uncovering voter fraud, um, election fraud, I should say, so rampantly in, in the recent days. Who knows if she won? Who knows? Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, Mud, she brought up, um, and this is going to change the change the the direction of the conversation a little bit. But she says, "My children were homeschooled, uh, so was my niece and my nephews. My children have also not had any vaccinations, none, which is good. Okay, because there's an article that just came out today. It's not getting any press, of course." Uh, anywhere on CNN or any one of those uh, news, you know, the national news isn't covering this. This was a local uh, article. Dr. Byram Bridal. I don't know if you read this or not, Tyke. I, I might have sent it to you. I don't remember. Yeah, but he's he a firm. Yeah, he's a firm believer in vaccines. And as an immu- immunologist and associate professor of viral immunology at the University of uh, Gulf. I don't know where that is. Gulf. Uh, Dr. Bridal spends his days looking into various ways to kill virus to prevent them from infecting humans. His research is highly regarded uh, and has been he's been a prominent uh, or proponent of vaccines his entire career. When it comes to the so-called COVID-19 vaccine or the Wuhan virus vaccine, as we like to call it here at the uh, Backyard Politics Show, he's now signing a different or singing a different tune. Recent studies have him talking to the airwaves to issue a grave warning about the vaccines are supposed to do uh, versus what they're actually doing. His biggest concern is the distribution of spike proteins produced by the body as a result of the vaccines. Now, in theory, the injections into the arms of vaccine recipients should localize the spike proteins, allowing the body to produce antibodies, which should fight the uh, Wuhan virus. But what recent peer-reviewed studies have indicated is that the spike proteins are not remaining localized as they were intended. They are entering the bloodstream where they can cause clotting, among other side effects not anticipated by the big pharma uh, distributors of the drugs. So, that's pretty terrifying news. This guy has been pushing vaccines his entire career. He now yeah. sees what this vaccine is doing, and he's screaming from the mountaintops, don't take it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about this before. I have two children, um, you know, that were vaccine um, compromised or, you know, they were harmed by vaccines. And that, that's, uh, I, I really commend you, Mod, for having the, the wisdom to not have your children or anybody in your family vaccinated because I, I wish I knew years ago what I know now. And it's the same thing that, and, and this is why I'm, I'm pretty harsh on this, it's the same thing that I accuse everyone else of doing, and that is just following the crowd, right? Just, oh, the doctor said it was safe. Well, everybody gets vaccinated. That's what you do. That's just what you do. That's what and never really questioning it, never looking at the actual pamphlet they hand you with all the warnings. And right. so I, I share some of the responsibility in that. And, it, and it's, um, it's a little, it, it's, uh, you know, at times it, it, 
hurts because I, I realize I share some of the responsibility that now we have these things that really aren't even vaccines. They're not tested. Uh, they're not FDA approved. And you got to wonder why, why are we pushing these so hard? Why does everybody like never before? Well, and it's weird because people on both sides of the aisle are pushing it. And I don't know if it's because they believe it to be politically good for them. Do they really care about people? Do they really care about the side effects? Do they care about the people that are have uh, that are actually dying from it? Do they really care about that? Do they really believe it's good? Or do they just believe it's politically advantageous to support the vaccine and to promote the vaccine? Because there are a lot of people on the conservative side. Even Trump was pushing the, the vaccine. And, you know, once again, this we talked about this a little bit last week. I think this is where one of the things that I I see Trump as being weak as a politician, great as a leader, great as a business person, great negotiating, did amazing things, but as a politician, not understanding where he stood and, yeah. and allowing the left to paint him into a corner. He had to have an out for COVID. And he wasn't able because, quite frankly, the left owns the media. He wasn't able to take on COVID head on and say this is a farce. Um, or yes, it's going to affect some people and we're just going to focus on those people. So he had to come up with a solution and they played right into his ego and his ego is he has to come up with a solution, has to push a solution. And he hung everything he, he was on, on this, on these vaccines. And prior to COVID Trump was not because millennia is not a vaccine fan. She's not, she's not a proponent of vaccines. He was on the fence, if not leaning towards not vaccinated and then I, he just he let them he let the left paint him into a corner and he had this was his saving grace and now what a freaking mess and yeah. i think we need to get back to the question of yeah i agree john i think there's politicians trying to stay in power trying to really um you know uh they're waffling on this issue or they're, they're just trying to keep their jobs we need to ask why they're pressing this vaccine so much because yeah. I saw a statistic today and I, and once again, when I haven't validated something, I'll let you know, I have not validated this, but I would encourage everybody to go look it up that the death rate worldwide over the past, um, it was a, a TikTok video I was watching had, it had ticked up for the past five years and it was up to something like 8.7% a year for 2019, 2020 it was down to like 8.2% death rate right. per world population. And this was apparently a CIA uh, world fact statistic, and you can look it up. So what are we really pushing here? What is going on? Why? And I believe it has very little to do with the medicinal value of the vaccine and the heck of a lot to do with the control factor. Yeah, and I think you and I talked about it. I, You know, with the millions and millions or billions of people of, who have had the virus and also the people that were around people that had the virus but didn't get the virus, they don't ever talk about that. They don't ever – there is so little of what we know about who can get the virus, who doesn't get the virus, who gets yeah. it worse. You know, what are the let, – let's just say – let's say, you know, let's take 35-year-olds. Some 35-year-olds get the virus, and it's bad. Some Some get the virus, and it's not bad at all, while others – don't even get the virus when they've been around people who have had it. 
And I'm talking about husbands laying in bed next to their wives. There's a lot of stuff we just don't know, but yet they keep pushing the vaccines. And I'm glad someone brought this up. Mud brought it up today. They've actually announced that there's a, there's one case of some new deadly bird flu that they've just discovered in guess where China again, China, you know, Everything comes out of China that's bad. And, you know, now we're finding out that, uh, you know, this Wuhan lab and everything was actually funded by Dr. Fauci. You know, he helped fund this lab. They've been covering for the fact that this the vaccine escaped and everything else. And the truth is coming out. It's trickling out. But the media is doing everything they can to protect this and keep people quiet. And, uh, you know, it. I just don't believe it has anything to do with the effectiveness of the vaccine i don't think i truly this is just my opinion i don't believe that uh the covid19 other than erasing people's taste and smell for a long period of time is uh unless you're unless unless you're very susceptible you know if you've got other things going on yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're over 78, you have cancer and emphysema and something else. You might uh, mm-hmm. you might really have a problem. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, that I, you know, going back to why are they pushing this? And we have all this data. The data is there. We have to have data by now. We're over a year into this. Yeah, but they have. They're using this one size fits all medical approach. Like if you look at the back of a bottle of children's Tylenol. It will give you age and weight guidance for how much to give your kid. A bottle of children's Tylenol has more directive instructions than how we're treating COVID vaccines. One size fits all, or not even the vaccines, just the approach to treating or preventing infection. One size fits all. This there's only one answer: vaccinated the only answer and and they're even going as far as vaccinating people that actively have a covid infection or have just gone over it which is right. overloading people's immune systems just destroying people's immune systems you, you can't yeah. do that no and, and i would say to to kind of make an analogy of of what we're talking about to kind of make it clear you know there's a lot of car accidents in this country right We know there's a lot of car accidents. We also know that there's a lot of car accidents that are caused because of icy road conditions. Okay. So if we were to mandate every person in the United States be required to put studded snow tires on their car, that might help people that are more susceptible that live in wintry conditions, but that's not going to help anybody here in Arizona. But that's that's, that's what they're the doing. The yeah, it's going to destroy the roads in the process, and we're destroying. I guarantee you, we're destroying a segment of our population. And yeah. and anger, anger. I'm sorry, anger. Conservative may have pointed. I just wanted to just pause on for a second. Um, he said he got tested for the uh, antibodies today. He had it in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. The antibodies. Um, in most cases, if you've had the virus, the antibodies are with you for life. It is because our bodies are designed by a creator who wants us to survive and thrive. So right. your an- natural antibodies will likely, likely stick with you the rest of your life, long term. They're already saying the vaccines might only last 10 months. And, well, they're saying there may be a booster after six yeah. months. 
crazy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, you know, with, you know, with this article that I had read from that, uh, that uh, person was, you know, that, that whatever he was immunologist, he was saying that, you know, it's supposed to stay right in your shoulder area, but it's not, it's breaking up. It's going into your bloodstream. It's causing blood clot, blood clots. We've know, we know that people have, uh, you know, had aneurysms from it. We know that people have died from it. We, we know this stuff, Yeah. but why won't they tell us about the people that died from it? Why won't they say, well, this person died from blood clots because they have this type of DNA or they have this type of blood that nothing, there's no information other than the fact that, you know, the guy died. That's it. it. That's all they tell you. Absolute control factor. They're using this to control us as a world population. They're using this to start to segment and filter us out. Because who is really going to stand the ground and not get the vaccine? It's going to be people who are ultra conservative, believe in true freedom of choice, um, personal uh, responsibility, and individual authority. And it's it's seriously they're going to try to use this to push down on us and weed us out. People that will easily waffle on issues like this, they're going to run out, even if they're conservative. They're going to go out and get vaccinated because, oh, I had to. I have to do this. I have to do that. This is going to be a very large, very significant filtering process. Right. I, I, I honestly believe that. No, I agree. I agree. And if this bird thing takes off, this bird flu takes off, how uh, quickly will we stop hearing about COVID? As quick as they can get it, CNN, a CNN reporter to say the words bird flu and mask <laughs> and shut down. All in the same sentence. And that's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be another shutdown. It's going to be another, uh, you know, mask mandate. It's because people are all across the country. People are taking their masks off. They're going back to work, except in the communist blue states. But for, you know, in between New York and California, the rest of the country is living life as normal. I went to one of my son's football games and uh, there was probably... I would say in the crowd, I would say there was probably a hundred, 150 people, not a single mask in the crowd. It was wonderful. It was, it was like life is getting back to normal. Arizona is very open. I think Arkansas is pretty open as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I just booked a hotel room. I'm going to meet uh, conservative bear and his friends, the conservative Chicanos. I'm going to meet them in New Mexico at the end of the month. When I called the hotel room, I got this 15 minute spiel from the hotel about how I absolutely, the minute I get out of my car, I've got to wear a mask. And, you know, uh, if I've been vaccinated, I need to show my vaccination papers, but I still need to wear a mask and I can't be in the lobby without a mask. I got to stay, you know, six feet away from everybody. I can't use the, you know, only like three people can be in the pool at the same time. And this, you know, no breakfast is served because like this big spiel. And I'm like, thank God I live in Arizona. I mean, yeah. New Mexico is only one state over, but what a bunch of clowns over there. That That is that is a clown we, show. Now. We really, really need to push this. So DeSantis in Florida is really pushing a very conservative platform. He's protecting individual rights. He's protecting, uh, quote, gender rights. He's pr- protecting HIPAA rights by saying, by outlawing uh, passports. More states need to take more deliberate measures like DeSantis is to protect our citizens. 
And then we should literally sit back and watch the blue states just yeah. completely go absolute communist lockdown. And and you know what? They deserve it. They keep voting for these idiots. They keep voting for these policies that are anti-American, anti, anti-freedom. Well, mm-hmm. great. Don't leave. Don't leave, though. I mean, let's use the last census to keep those people right where they are. <laughs> I think someone earlier in the in the uh, room said that they don't want Trump to run in twenty twenty four, and I agree. I think Trump should be uh, should support, but I, I would be all about uh, DeSantis running. So far, he has been impeccable. There are a lot of a lot of people that are solid, and I, I think Trump would just be more divisiveness. But you know what? At the same time, at the same time, Tyke. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening to Good Talk Radio, I'm late saying this. I'm actually over time. Uh, but if you're listening to Good Talk Radio, the simulcast, I appreciate listening. If you want to hear the rest of the show, go over to saywhatyouwillradio.com. You can catch the rest of the show, or you can go to uh, our YouTube channel. Just search Backyard Politics. But thanks for listening. All right, back to the show here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I Part of me wonders if DeSantis even runs, will it just be another just all-out attack? Will they find everything and anything? Will they link him to the Russians? Are they going to, you know, find some 16-year-old girl that, you know, was, you know, was peeing on his bed? Look at Kavanaugh. Look at Kavanaugh. They they dug someone up that didn't even know who she was or what happened or what. I mean, they literally wrote a script and handed it to somebody and said, well, you, are you willing to, uh, you know, swear to this? Oh yeah. No details, zero details in the Kavanaugh hearing, but yet they, they drug him through the mud and there were Republicans, there were rhinos on their, on the side, especially, um, in the house before we went to the Senate, there were rhinos that agreed to the investigation and all this BS with absolutely no facts. So yeah, whoever runs, they're just going to make stuff up. They're not right. even. They don't even have to. They love. No, because the media audience. runs with it. The the shills yeah. in the media just run with it. They don't. There's yeah. no fact checking on Twitter. There's no fact checking yeah. on Facebook no, when when a liberal speaks. And the liberals literally says, "I have four anonymous resource sources that say that Trump said yeah. the military is bad." I have twenty people that were in the room with Trump, and he never said that. No, 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 no. I have four anonymous sources. That are never going to give their names, but they said Trump said the military is bad. I mean, that literally happened, right? Like, and and you know, every once in a while, I try to inject a little biblical principle. So, you know, the Bible says you have to have eyewitnesses. Bible says that you trust witnesses, two or more witnesses, right? right. And our country was founded on biblical Judeo-Christian beliefs, and our legal system came out of that. So. Where is that now? Because the left can just sling mud with absolutely no quotable sources and no factual evidence. We know they made up evidence in the, in the uh, Russian collusion. Nothing ever happened. We don't we don't convict these people. We don't go after them, and somehow they get away with this. We right. have evidence on the other side. You know, like the whole thing with with Trump speaking down about the military. Twenty other people were actually in the room with him. But their their testimony doesn't count. I, I, it's, 
I agree. Hey, listen, I want to say real quick, uh, I got to get this in because they do help pay for the bills. Uh, the Espinoza Group, AZ Homes by Sherry.com. That's AZ Homes, like Arizona Homes by Sherry, S H E R I.com. Uh, right now, the real estate market, I don't know what Arkansas is like, but Arizona is insane. Uh, so, listen, people are being taken, their homes are being sold for less than they should be. People are paying way too much homes for homes uh, if you're an investor or a buyer. And so if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest into property in Arizona right now, the last thing you want to do is pick somebody because they're your brother's uh, co-worker or you know, your, your neighbor's daughter just got into real estate. You're going to get screwed over. You want to get somebody that has been in Arizona for a very long time, someone that knows, that has seen this craziness before and knows how to navigate through it, and that is Sherry Espinoza. She's the only realtor that I trust in Arizona. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, she's going to make sure that you get treated like a friend. She is going to give you the red carpet treatment. And one thing really cool about Sherry is that if you talk to her for five minutes, you'll feel like you've known her your entire life. So check out her website. Check out all of her listings at azhomesbysherry.com. That's azhomesbysherry, S-H-E-R-I.com. And one more announcement. If you uh, didn't hear, tomorrow night, we're going to have a special guest on the show. Uh, Tom will be here, but we're going to be uh, having a woman on. Her name is Jennifer Bridges. Uh, she's been all over the national news. She's a nurse from Houston, Texas, and she's suing the hospital that she works for because they told her that she's going to be fired unless she takes the Wuhan virus vaccine. Her name, again, is Jennifer Bridges. She will be here tomorrow night. Don't miss that show. It's going to be great. All right. Sorry. Back to the show. All, all right. right. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> had to take a little while. Uh, had to pay the no, no, yeah, I had to pay the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, angry conservative so, uh, says, so Governor Cuomo should be gone by their logic. Yeah, he should be. Oh, did, yeah. speaking of perfs, okay, did you see that comment that our president made about the, the young girl? Did you see that, Tyke? Yeah, it was disgusting. I mean, this oh, guy my word. A, this guy's an outright, unveiled, unapologetic pedophile. He's a creep, dude. When he, the way he was talking about her little barrettes, her three little barrettes in her hair, and the way yep. she was like sitting with her legs crossed like she was 19 years old, and how mm. cute she... Dude, she was a little girl, man. Yeah, she like, was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. I mean, once again, I don't know, maybe Biden wrote the script for that cartoon you showed earlier, because that was that was seriously... Uh, I mean, turned my stomach. It was seriously bad. I couldn't believe it. When when I heard it for the first time, I I said, man, if, if this was anybody else, if this was anybody on the Republican yes. side, that was that person would be investigated and would be run out of town. There would be women's rights marches. It would be all over, you know, yeah. the steps of the Capitol. It, there would be people demanding his head. But it just it, it, it just nothing happens. Yeah. It's another nail in the coffin of feminism. Feminism has been a lie since it started. It very little to do with actually empowering women and a lot to do with creating a political agenda and uh, a political narrative that they could 
put out there that couldn't be refuted or thought. Um, right. Once again, back to Kavanaugh thing, even with absolutely no facts, it was almost impossible for him to fight that fight. But yet you have the president of the United States, the supposed leader, supposed leader of our country, basically targeting a seven, eight, ten-year-old girl openly with her parents sitting right there. Huh. With the whole media, with the whole media right there, and no one blinks eyes. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just Joe. It's all oh, it's just Joe. No. Tyke, would you would you let Biden babysit your kids? Hell no. Well, you know what? I let them babysit the older ones because they're all well armed and they take care of uh, what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that really don't need babysat. Yeah. Yeah. The 23, the, the 21, 19 year olds could probably take care of business for us. Um, no, absolutely not. I would not let that man near my dogs, let alone my children. Absolutely it's not. It's so cringy. It's, it's so unbelievable. Now, I want to, I don't know if I want to play the video again, but I want to, we we've been talking about this cartoon that was released. It's been on Twitter. So I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, uh, but uh, it's this cartoon that was released by uh, the education system, right? I think it was in California. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I believe it was in California where the cartoon is basically shown to six-year-old kids to promote masturbation. No, th this is serious. I'm not even kidding you. They they're playing a video promoting masturbation to six-year-old kids. I'm talking first graders. And this is the state of the country that we're in right now. And if you're a parent and you're watching the show or you're listening to this show and you've, you're a parent of little kids and you have them in public schools, you've got to get involved. You've got to know what's on the, the, uh, the curricula that your kids are learning. You've got to know what they're teaching in your kid's classroom because these are your kids. You are, you are spiritually responsible for your children. And if you're going to just put your head in the sand like a bunch of ostriches and allow these these uh, teachers to teach your kids garbage and you're not doing anything about it, man, the, the country's over. It's yeah. over. And, John, it goes back to what you were saying last week. We have, we have a political system, a political leadership that is first and foremost anti-American, anti-Constitution, anti actual factual history they hate america and they are devoid of any moral basis right. when you have a leadership a class of elitist leadership that is devoid of a moral basis a moral a moral foundation that they've, they've writhed against the bible they've writhed against the christian founding of this country and the morals and beliefs on top of that they hate our country we're doomed i mean if if, if we continue down this path we're doomed because right. you cannot survive. The country can't survive under leadership that allows things like that Biden comment to go unchecked, that allows people like that to go unchecked. And I'll tell you, right about the time around the election, there was a lot of um, LGBTQT plus debating. There was a lot of, of that at the forefront, like every election that gets to the forefront. And here comes the, I think they're called uh, Mamba, Mamba, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, there was a whole thing where this, you know, there's this movement of pedophiles that are trying to legitimize pedophilia. And there was yeah, this whole Namala. Yeah, Namala, yeah. North American Men Boy Love Association. Yeah. 
And you know what? They have a flag. And the fact that they have a flag and people are willing to, to like put that on their car or something, the fact that right. the LGBT plus community said, oh, no, you have to don't mistake our flag for their flag. Ours is a rainbow. It's bright. Theirs is really kind of pastel and faded. The fact that they even have to say that, I'm sorry, but, you know, right. John Wayne would have went out and taken care of business and we wouldn't have to have this discussion. There wouldn't be a flag because that is <laughs> That's that's where we should be. We shouldn't be debating whether or not they should have a flag. No, whether or not they should have be in prison. I mean, this is it, it's crazy how far. Yeah, Nambla has actually been around since I believe the '90s. I remember Rush Limbaugh talking about Nambla. I remember Glenn Beck talking about Nambla. I mean, yeah. decades ago, yeah. decades ago, and uh, it all started up in New York City, and it's been you know ignored and uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. The slippery slope yes. that when when they start allowing degenerates uh, to be, you know, I guess uh, normalized, then who's the next degenerate to be in line? And who's in line after that? And you talked about regressivism. I'm talking about regressivism going all the way back to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we are. That's yes. where we are. And we all know what hey. happened to them. Yeah, and the Bible says in the end times that uh, society will be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And and that's where we are. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, we're maybe we're not there right now, but we certainly, man, we're we're on a uh, oh, think about day. Epstein Island, man. Think about all all the yeah. sex trafficking that's going on. Think about what's going on in Hollywood and all this crazy stuff. I think we are there. I think we are because I think yeah. in Sodom and Gomorrah, I don't believe everybody, everyone acted that way. That was a big city. Those were two big cities, right? Sodom and Gomorrah. Those were big cities. And within those cities, there had to be God fearing, God believing people. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Think about, think about the whole story. Um, you know, uh, Abraham is met with by God, um, the angel of the Lord, which we, you know, most people believe was uh, Jesus uh, pre incarnation. And he says, you know, if there are 100 people, will you save the town? Yes. If there are 10, will you save the town? Oh, yeah. He goes all the way down, and he says one, and he says no. But he agrees to pull a lot out. And it's interesting you bring this up, because I actually just read this. I reread this story. I reread the um, the reaccounting of it uh, in the Bible. It was a couple months ago. And there's little nuances you can miss. Like, every time you read the Bible, you pick up something new. One of the things I picked up, as Lot is fleeing with the angels, as they're getting, they're literally pulling him out of the city. He says, "Don't make me go to the mountains. Let me go to this little town, this little village." All of the little villages in the valley were also destroyed. All of them except one. The one that they say they quit. They don't want to argue with him anymore. Basically, they say, "Okay, fine. Go to this little village. That little village is spared because Lot was dis he was disobedient." He had the blessing of God from the standpoint of being saved, but he was still disobedient, didn't want to go where he was told to go. The very next day, that little village kicks him out, and he has to go to the mountain animals. But that little village that was supposed to be destroyed survived because Lot kind of stood in the gap in a negative way. So, yes, there, there were no – and I think we're getting there. I don't think we're there yet because uh, the whole story, if you think about the details, the sin – was not trying they weren't trying to hide the sin at all right and i think we're getting more more than right 
this is getting less and less and, and more and more celebrated. But right. there are still spiritual strongholds in our country. Um, thank God, I think uh, Northwest Arkansas is one of them. Um, there's still, <laughs> you know, there's still huge groups of believers that are praying for our country on a daily now, basis. I hope so. Angry conservative caught my attention. He says, I've been thinking that Harris, Kamala Harris, is the woman in Revelation 18. Uh, I would be curious. I'm going to read Revelation 18, not right now, but I'm going to read it tonight after the show. And uh, I'll share you my thoughts on that on uh, on one of our uh, next episodes, Angry, because that's that's interesting. I love I love getting into uh, like uh, Bible, you know, like uh, predictions or how people interpret, I guess, yeah. uh, Revelation and, uh, you know, different books of the Bible. But Revelation specifically, because we all want to know, we all want to know the, you know, is the vaccine ultimately going to be replaced by the chip and all that type of stuff. We all want to know that the mark of the beast. So interesting. I will read that and I will give you my opinion on that. Very cool. That's, I like that, that type of stuff. Yeah. So no, I need to back to the, the point about Sodom and Gomorrah. I do need to kind of go back and touch on that because it's been, I don't know. I probably read that story in the picture Bible. That's yeah. <laughs> how long ago it's been. So I need to get back to that. Uh, for sure. Judge Joe Brown informed everyone uh, of exactly who Kamala Harris is and who Obama is and who Bush is. And, uh, oh, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check that out, Mud. Very good. Thanks for sharing that. It all leads back to the Bible. You got that right, Lemon Pepper, for sure. It, it does, because I, be I truly believe that the Bible is the Word of God. And uh, I believe that Revelation was written. And I believe it's I believe we're close. I don't know what the end times looks like, Tyke. I'm not going to predict when Christ returns, but uh, man, well, a lot of the signs, a lot I of the signs say, are there. I can say something with absolute confidence. Uh, one is very obvious, and that is we're closer than we were yesterday or a generation ago. <laughs> right. Two, man, I think the foot is on the accelerator right now, heavy and hard. I, I think, you know, we're always moving towards it. That's the way things, that's the way of life. That's the way God has laid out. So we're always going to move towards it. But I think, mm -hmm. you know, if you think about the 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s, I think it was like a slow progression of things happening, world events, and, you know, the 60s, the family starts breaking down, 70s, you know, there's, you know, love, not war, all this stuff, right? I think in the since Obama took office, the accelerator has been slammed i mean it's just a different level of of uh, moving towards it and i think we have ever had before yeah definitely uh angry conservative wants your opinion on it as well so why don't we do this why don't we make uh next uh monday night we'll make that revelation 18 night we'll talk about it and we'll see if uh old kamala happens to be mentioned in the bible there you never know you don't know uh, I'm very curious to read that. So very cool. Well, uh, I was going to talk about, uh, I was going to show some video about um, uh, Ashley. She's uh, Babbitt, Ashley That's Babbitt. And I wanted to talk about uh, her eyewitness and stuff like that, but we're already running uh, really late. You're welcome, angry conservative, uh, but we're running really late. And so I'm actually going to uh, end the show because I promised my wife I would not do a two hour show again. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm sure your wife appreciates that. And I'm sure a lot oh, of the people. My, my sleep cycle appreciates the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure uh, the people in the, the chat room would appreciate that as well. Uh, Lemon Pepper Wing says, Israel just discovered new fragments of the scrolls. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. See that? Oh, man. The Dead Sea Scrolls are fascinating. That gives fascinating. me chills. Yeah. It gives me chills. So yeah. interesting. A lot of things have to happen, uh, I believe, before uh, Christ returns. But, you know, that's my interpretation. But I'm always prepared. I am prepared in case he returns, you know, returns in like, you know, a half hour. I should be good. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to that point, John, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, I think a lot of things have to happen. There's a lot of milestones that have been called out in revelations. And, you know, there's, there's obviously debate and disagreement in, in, you know, people talk about them differently and how they interpret whatever. I, I, I tell you this, more happens in a day in our current time than ever before in history. So how, how quickly can all those things be aligned? I think in a blink of an eye, um, you know, if we talk about life in the fifties, those things aligning might have taken years or, or decades. And right. I think things can align in the blink of an eye today, just because where we are technologically and where we are as a country and a world sliding into a pit and abyss of sin. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Well, listen, I'm going to let you roll. Um, you, uh, make sure you tell Susan we said hello, as always. Absolutely. All right. And your homework is Revelation 18 for next week. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. All right. <laughs> All right, Ty. Thanks again, man. Have a great night. All right. Thanks, John. As always, I really appreciate your audience. I really appreciate uh, the platform and uh, giving me an opportunity to voice my, voice my opinions in my mind. Yeah, we all, we need it. And we need to keep it rolling. So, have a good night. All right. That was Tyke, uh, Tyke Magdich. She's a friend of mine from Arkansas. Uh, if I think I mentioned this, but tomorrow night uh, we're going to have a special guest. Her name is Jennifer Bridges. She's been all over the national news. She is a nurse from Houston, Texas, who is suing her hospital because they're telling her either get the uh, Wuhan virus vaccine or you're fired. So, she's got an attorney. She's been all over the news. And uh, there's been some big changes here in just the past couple of days as far as that lawsuit's concerned. So she agreed she's going to have uh, as much time as she wants tomorrow night. Tom will be here in studio uh, because Tom's with us every Wednesday night. And uh, so don't miss it. It should be a very exciting show. It should be very interesting. I'm really excited to to, uh, to talk to her and to meet her and have her on the show. And uh, of course, I'll be taking questions as well through the chat room. So uh, that should be really exciting. And uh, that's really all I got. And I am going to do a special about the Ashley Babbitt uh, uh, video and uh, just the whole thing with Thomas Barani. He was the kid who was supposedly, well, he was there. He witnessed her uh, getting killed. But uh, I think he's, I think he's a plant. To be honest with you, I think he's an Antifa plant. I don't believe he's a true Trump conservative or Trump follower, well, however you want to say it. Uh, but uh, I have the the two videos. I'll show the video of Ashley Babbitt actually being killed by the man who killed her. And uh, and then uh, I have the video of, uh, of Thomas Barani afterwards. It's weird that he ran to the press afterwards. 
and said some of the things he said. So uh, interesting. Anyway, I'll do a special on that one because it'll have to be I'll have to do it by myself. It's too difficult having a co-host and trying to do that type of stuff. So maybe I'll do that uh, sometime this week or Saturday. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, I really appreciate you listening and being part of the show. It's all about uh, it's it's about everybody, right? The show isn't just about me. It's about everybody, uh, everyone listening, everybody watching. And uh, the appreciation I have for you guys uh, is just uh, beyond beyond words. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of it. Uh, be nice to one another. You know, just treat people like we're, uh, we want to be treated, right? Isn't that the golden rule? Do uh, to others as you would have them undo, do unto you. So until tomorrow night, you guys uh, treat, just be nice to one another. And uh, we'll see you then. God bless. Take care.